something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, y'all. It's that time. Another edition of the Bootleg Cat Podcast officially on a Monday. Even though whatever you're hearing right now wasn't recorded on Monday, my producer, Eric Rock went to Sacramento to, uh, you know, shoot guns with Mozzie. I'm kidding. But he did go to Sacramento. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, we got... Um, Today's episode is with Benny the Butcher. Benny the Butcher is one of the most prolific MCs currently in hip-hop. Been that way for a couple of years, two, three, four years. I'll say about three years. He's really been getting his respect. Since Tana Talk came out, right? Three. Tana Talk 3. Sorry, it's late, man. My head's all fucked up. Anyway, um, Benny 
having himself a stellar 24 months. Stellar. Hit Boy having himself a stellar 2020. And I would almost say historical 2020 in regards to what he's done and how he's touched the culture this year. We can talk about Detroit too. We can talk about King's disease. We can talk about him and Dom Kennedy's joint project together. We can talk about his solo project, Chauncey Hollis. We can talk about all the other projects that he's produced on. T Grizzly shit. I mean, the list goes on and on. Shout out to Big. uh, I was going to say shout out to Big Sean. Shout out to Big Sean. But shout out to Hit Boy. He produced the entire album, uh, Burden of Proof. And uh, man, I'm just. I just love where hip hop is right now. So, but Benny the Butcher is the first official guest, or no, I'm sorry, the first official. See, listen, man, y'all gotta excuse me. It's like 3 a.m. right now. I'm tired as a fuck. If y'all can't tell, Benny the Butcher is the first repeat guest we have had on the podcast. I say that because when him and the Black Soprano family dropped their mixtape, I had them on via Zoom. The Zoom shit is whack. It is what it is. We had a dope combo then. Even doper conversation now. Got to do the face-to-face thing. Also, there's a freestyle that is coming with this. Gonna start doing freestyles, man. Because why the fuck not, bruh? You feel me? Um, And Benny the Butcher's kicking that shit off. So how about them fucking apples? Go to my YouTube page. Uh, just type in Bootleg Kev on fucking YouTube. Hit that subscribe and, and you know, thank you. Thank you. Uh, But Benny the Butcher, back on the podcast, talking burden of proof, talking all kinds of fly shit. Salute to him. Only person I got to get on this motherfucker now is Westside Gun, and I'm working on it. Also working on Armani Caesar. Also working on Boldy James. Trying to get the whole fucking Griselda to show up and show out. We trying to be like, you know, the fucking, you know, I'm I'm just trying to be, uh, just somebody who really represents that shit. Um, and, 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 you know, that's just where I'm at with this music shit. I'm like, man, listen, I'm I'm, I'm going to represent the shit that I really fuck with. And uh, and that's the bars, if you know me. So Griselda, uh, Benny, uh, hell of an album. Burden of Proof is out. Shout out to our sponsors. Before we get into the interview, got a shout out to uh, Vaping. Go to VapingCBD.com. Make sure you use the keyword bootleg Kev. You'll get 20% off of all your favorite CBD products. Uh, you can get lotion. You can get cartridges. All of that. Give them a follow as well at Vaping on Instagram. Also, shout out to Odd Socks. Make sure you go to OddSocksOfficial.com. Listen, man. Fly socks. Comfortable socks. All the licenses you could ask for. Literally, Mike Tyson, Old Dirty Bastard, Pimp C, fucking cereal, Top Ramen, bitch, like E.T. I got Chucky socks, fam. Fucking tap in. Go to oddsocksofficial.com, keyword bootleg Kev, save 20%. I apologize that this intro was very uh, unguided and rambly. That's I apologize for that. I'm tired. Let's get into the interview. Benny the Butcher. Yo, Bootleg Kev Podcast episode number whatever the fuck. Um, 
whatever episode it is. Um, technically, second appearance on the podcast because we did something on Zoom with the with the with the Black Soprano right, family. Right, right, right. Benny the Butcher is here. Yes, sir. I'm in the building this time, though. He's in the building. This is the way we yeah. like to do it, man. Exactly. I, I don't do Zoom for a lot of people. We did Zoom for you and uh, for Action Bronson. So I, I, you know, I had to make a couple exceptions. Right, right, right. But we got Benny here. Burden of Proof is officially out. And damn. Been yes, put, hey, look, man. You, I feel like yes, sir. the whole crew has been active all year. But you just kind of saved all the ammo for like the fourth quarter. Yeah, man. I just, to be honest with you, because I'm always honest. That's the only way I know how to be. I would have I would have been put the album out, but it, it it was just so dope that we wanted to find a home for it so we could do some extra with it, so we could do something special with it. We wanted to line everything up with it, so we, that's why we held on to it. But we could have been put this shit out. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. a, it was a business decision. You know what I'm saying? Talk about um, because I I was I went to a couple of the sessions um Chalice. when you and Hit were were working at Chalice on this project and. I remember when Hit find like he told me like now nah, we gonna do like a whole situation, mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize like Hit I knew Hit Boy was like I mean of course all time great producer he's been a friend of mine for a lot of years but like he really got in in his bag like mm-hmm. on some shit that like we probably ain't used to hearing him on like how did the like the chemistry and the relationship start with you and Hit Boy? Oh man, so just by him reaching out to me and telling me to come through let's work. <clears throat> already gave me an idea what type of person he was. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Because he didn't have to do that. Right, right. Because this was like late last year? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I come out uh, just kicking it with him. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, he, he, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's cool great dude. dude. And me. I'm, Very humble. Exactly. And I'm kind of like the same way. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, it was like the synergy was just there. You know what I mean? I, I enjoy working with him. I love the direction he gave me when we working on these records. I like working with like producers. Mm-hmm. Instead of like just the beat makers, and you know what I'm saying I, I I fed off his energy. You know what I'm saying he got like I'm coming through. I'm seeing rappers do their shit. Oh like yeah, that. everybody be up in <laughs> there. I mean? Like oh shit, T Grizzly's here you and then Big Sean is there. You know what I mean right, Janae Aiko. Right, you know right, 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 right. Uh, Nas, uh, crazy. I bumped into a whole just a lot of people there, so it's like okay, I like this energy. Dom Kennedy, my boy, he always chilling through there. You know what I'm saying? So that type of energy there, you know, I I like that. Um. You, you, me, and I, me and you were talking and we were talking how this is your most commercial sounding project. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know Griselda. And that's why I think it was so dope for you to pivot away from like, you know, kind of the typical Griselda sound because, it, it you know, it, hey, like it works. It's great. That's what we love. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was dope just to see you kind of step out of your comfort zone. Um do you how do you feel about sonically where this album is and are you afraid of any sort of like you know man risotto fans are crazy (laughs) and they're extremely like i feel like they're a little like uh anytime you have fans that are like that with cult followings they feel Mm -hmm. like you like you're theirs yeah they they feel like they feel like you know i'm saying you're theirs they feel like you know, like we we help you get to where you at, so don't change on us. And ah, uh, but I understand where they're coming from. But to be honest with you, <clears throat> I am Griselda. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So I could, I am the Griselda sound. If I motherfucking spit on a song, nigga, that's the Griselda sound because I am Griselda. I'm Benny the Butcher, one third of Griselda that yep. helped build this shit and put it where it's at. You know what I'm saying? What I brought to the table definitely played a part in to where the gang got today. You know what I'm saying? For just sure. like Weston, just like Conway. So I don't. I mean. I am Griselda, so I don't understand it when they when they say that. They just 
typically they love that dark shit with uh Derringer and Al. You know what I'm saying? Though that is our core sound, so they kind of don't want us to. You know what I mean? But it's their fault. Y'all done big. Y'all done blew us up so big. Yeah. Y'all the fans. Y'all did it. Y'all yeah, done blew us up sure. so big that you know what I mean. That we getting different opportunities and and and, and let me say this. And I was saying this before the album came out. Uh, a lot of times we would cross the bridge, but nine times out of ten, when people work with us, they come to your bridge. Exactly. They come on your side. Exactly. You bring so, them to your world. So more of me sounding like the uh, the mainstream artist y'all usually hear Hit Boy work with. He's going to sound. You know what I'm saying? He on his he on his gutter shit because he's a chameleon. He tapping into his for bag. Sure. That's what he it can is. do anything. It's, it's, boy a, can exactly. do anything. it's a new challenge for him. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, them Griselda niggas tap in with Benny. Let's do that. Let's see. You know what I mean? So And it's worked out. Exactly. And it's can beautiful. Me, yeah, yeah. Um, give me for for people who are we good? This is okay. Now I was gonna say for people who don't know, man, let's kind of like go all the way back. Like, we all know you're from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You were you born in Buffalo? Yeah, yeah. Um, when like kind of give me like a little background of your childhood, man. Like, how did you come up? Like, what like what made you first get into rapping? And like, what what like like how old were you when you first like really kind of made the decision to do this shit? Like, uh, man, all the way, man. Growing up, growing up was dope, man. I I I was born on Montana Avenue, on the East Side. I moved to the projects, and it was all we was always having our cousins over and always watching TV and watching the movies and stuff like that. So I always was in love with music. Like, I used to love Wild Wild West. That was my song, you know what I'm saying? My Kumo mother, D? Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I used to come on, my mom used to call me like, yo, your song going. You know what I'm saying? So I always loved that. We used to stand in right in front of the TV and just, you know what I mean, act out whatever they was doing in the video. You know what I mean? So I always had that love for music. When I was inspired to do it, I just, I'm like, damn, I'm, I was above average. I was better than average. So it was something that I wanted to pursue, like, when I was about fifteen, you know, it was it's it's a group uh, from my hood named Killer Brown, you know okay, and it's and it's just like older dudes from my hood. When I say older, a few couple years older yeah. than me. I grew up with these dudes, went to school with them. These is my homies to this day. They had a rap group called Killer Brown from my block, Montana Avenue, and they performed at the Apollo. They used to do the all the back to school shows. They they uh used to do like regular shows. They uh, wardrobe was always put together so. I come from that, you know what I'm saying? It's a long line of that, like from my neighborhood, you know what I mean? Yeah, so we were about 15, you started to take this rap shit serious. I do, I, I think that it's important that people realize like, man, this, you've put in so much work mm -hmm. over the years and this was not like some overnight success shit. Like, I, I'm sure at a certain point in time, like how, I mean, was there ever a point in time where you gate, like were close to giving up on the rap shit? Cause like yo man like, you know, it's 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 like I said it's a marathon out mm -hmm, here especially mm -hmm. being from Buffalo, mm -hmm. kind of having that underdog mentality coming mm -hmm. out of that city anyway like. Mm -hmm. Well, being a hustler, being a hustler, and being so in love with this business, and being so hungry and wanting to pursue it so bad, I I did have them run-ins in and out of prison, and I I didn't tell myself that I'm about to leave the rap game alone. I never said that. But what I told myself is that, you know, you might not never, like, make it big. You know what I'm saying? And I was okay with maybe getting it to a point where I was just uh, making, like, local music. I mean, right, local right, right, right. money off of it. You know what I'm saying? Long if it was, like, 
maybe you know like 10 bands a month off music i'd have been good i would have been good with that or maybe Shit. even less yeah long as i could have made music and feed my family because i was just so sick of the street shit and all of that so if i could have made it to that point i would have been happy and felt like i was successful so i didn't never even need all of this you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah i've been telling people like if you can like pay your bills off of music like you're successful you might not be like platinum or exactly. like, like like most people just go to work every day and do right, some right. shit they hate and that's right. how they pay their bills mm -hmm. Uh, how many? How, you say you 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 went to prison a few times. What was the longest stint you did in when you were locked up? Two years. Two years. What year was that? Uh, it was two thousand. Was it two thousand? Two thousand three. Yeah, I was in I was in high school in 03. Yeah, that's what I was supposed to have been. <laughs> so 03, you did a couple of years. Obviously, yeah. what were, what were the what were the charges? Uh, attempt to distribute. Lying like like I lied about my name. What's that? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Giving false information. Yeah, giving false information. You could pull over like oh, I don't yeah, got I my did, ID. I did it in federal court. They already had me on a. Uh, the, I was on a run for some other shit. So when I got caught up, I'm not knowing how this federal shit go. I'm like when they got you, they fucking got you. I'm thinking I'm about to lie about my name and leave <laughs> some crazy shit. So I lied about my name. They, they made me put my, my. I remember the fake name I gave them. They made me put my hand on the Bible, raise my right hand. It's like uh, state your name. I stated my name. I said Benny Lyman. Before I can get my hand down, the DA was like, "Actually, Your Honor, his name is such and such." I said my real name, and there you go, new charge. Damn. <laughs> so they <laughs> was just they they already had you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just set me up to do that. Damn. So I'm you did trying to be slick when you was in for two years. Did was that a time? Because you know we all talk about we we had a Fredo Bang in here, and he was kind of talking about how like prison kind of helped reset his mentality. Mm -hmm. There, I feel like. There's really no, you know, there's there's certain ways to look at the prison shit. For the most part, it really doesn't rehabilitate anybody. But there are situations in which, you know, people come out with a new mentality. Like, how, how, like do you think that it helped you at all, like, going in there? Like, I know. It did. It's fucked up to say that. Anytime I ever went behind that wall, I needed it. You know what I'm saying? You know, the, the people who are watching this interview, they know what kind of people, uh, person I am. And they know what kind of person he is if you're watching this interview. If you've ever been in jail, you know you needed it. It's fucked up to say, but. It's yeah. almost like it, if that wouldn't have happened, you might have died or something. Definitely. Or would have end up doing something to get more time. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer in that. And I was just young, doing shit, not thinking I'm untouchable. And catching a federal case at 18, you know how the the, the federal case, you know, that's, that shit is You got to do what, 70% of the time, no matter what, right? Uh, if it's I a fed case, it it's something it, like it, that. They change it every time. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, they come with their bullshit. So it's like if the feds are coming at you, it's not like, yo, man, like, good luck. That yeah, means that they're yeah. not they're not coming at you unless they got you. Exactly. Nine times out of ten. So so after going through that, like I, I kind of knew more like, man, you better if you doing that, you better boy, because when they come, they go, you know, or I knew certain people who had a fake case and they're like, OK, I got this case. I'm about to do this. I'm like, no, don't do that because they will lose you. You know what I'm saying? You'll never see a family again. So I knew. Even though I was hard headed still at times, but I still had to. I got to learn from that. So you had to you had to do Fed time those two years. Mm -hmm. Was that a? I heard are federal prisons supposed to be like nicer than other ones? Yeah, yeah. Okay, boom. I was in. I ended up going to a camp, a federal camp. I was in there with Emory Emory Jones. Okay, yeah. He was Shout in the out same to federal you. camp. And uh, basically, <clears throat> I remember I got to us. I got to us. I got to the Atlanta USP, and uh, I was talking to my bunkie. He was telling me about the Atlanta camp. He was like, yeah, yeah, I was at the camp, and you know what I mean? I went to the mall. I left. He's talking about leaving the prison and going to a, a mall. 
And I'm like, what the? I'm not even paying attention because it don't even sound real. So I'm thinking like it's just cat or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I end up making it to a spot, a camp, <clears throat> and people are leaving the jail. It got a gate around it, but it's like no gun towers, and it's got and it's like the perimeter. It's, it's next to a medium medium security prison, and it's a camp, a minimum security prison. You know what I'm saying for people who set who who's on their way home. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Emery was there at the end of his bed. Uh. So yeah, people delete a motherfucker. That's what people what? do. And I left. My baby mama came. I left. I got some pussy. I, I brought shit back in the jail and everything. Had a cell phone, all type of shit. Jordans, Henny, everything. So you, so you could have well, first of all, motherfucker could have brought in a bazooka. So at that point in time, they're not considering that shit contraband, or did you have it tucked? Hell yeah, they didn't know we had that shit. Where do you hide a bottle of Hennessy? Uh, to be honest with honest with you, we held it. Okay, first it's a team of us. Right, uh, right, right. Shout out my man Sandman, my man Sway, my man uh, Just. Those are dudes I was locked up with. Uh, Sandman, he used to he used to be like a porter. He so he used to like do the trash. Yeah. So he used to like hide the shit under the trash can. He's the only pe- person who trusted who touched the trash on the unit. So he used to hide the shit under the trash under can. the trash lining. Yeah, hell yeah. So what we did it was glass bottle though. So what the fuck is glass doing on the prison compound? Right, 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 right. What we do is. After we drink the bottle, he'll put the uh, glass in a pillowcase, break it up, break it up real fine, and dispose of it. So, ah. you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Shit's so, crazy. But, damn, that's crazy. So, you got to leave, get pussy, bring shit back in. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, you know, like, I, I mean, that shit sounds... That shit sounds crazy. Now, mind you, even though this is a camp, this is still prison. It's still prison, It's of still course. fucking prison. So, it's people in here who, who, who've been in here for 20 years, who never did no shit like that in 20 years. It was just... Niggas like that in there who just wanted this for me to tell the story. Okay, oh young young blood. So you so I heard, I heard you left yesterday, man. How was it out there? Can I smell your fingers? <laughs> no, bro, <laughs> bro. Like these niggas is they can't believe I was just out there like that. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, Getting yeah. Back in here, these niggas been down for twenty joints. That's crazy. Hey, so you said you were locked up with Emery. Did you guys have a relationship when you were locked up together? Man, Emery, you know he was a dude. Everybody bothered Emery because they like, knew it was like, yo, this. You know what I mean, they knew that was Hov's man. When we know when this nigga go home, he was going to be he an set icon. Up. Yeah, Even of though course. he came in, he came home, and he worked for his, and he became for sure his own man. Oh, you for know sure. What I'm I mean, yo, man, like, let, like, you know, obviously we don't really know exactly what happened, but he kind of, you know, he, he took that on the ch- on the chin for the no, big yeah, homie. You know what I'm definitely, saying? Definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, what I mean, I really let M M M live. You know what I'm saying? But. We knew of each other. We knew who each other was. So, like, were you, because in prison, you know, where, where, like, were you like known as a rapper there? Like, were you like, were there ciphers going on? Like, or was it something that you did? You just kind of like didn't advertise to people. Man, hell yeah, I advertised. That's nothing that I couldn't hide. See now, in, in, in federal prison, they got things that they call cars. They take you. They take you to wherever state you from. Mm-hmm. When you get on the compound, they're like, "Where you from?" I say Buffalo. They be like, "Okay, we'll take you to the they we'll take you to the New York car." So that's what they did. They took me to the New York car. It was niggas from Brooklyn, Harlem, bung bung bung. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, even though New York is is one place, you already know how that is. It's territorial. You know course, what I'm saying? Of you know, niggas, niggas, niggas. You know how New York niggas is. They they looked at me like this nigga from Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah, come right. on, man. <laughs> exactly. So I caught that vibe. You know what I mean? And then I just I really just was. On my own, you know what I mean, for a second, mm. till niggas see me coming back with that big bag of commissary all the time. They see, they, you know what I mean, they see I'm moving with a certain yeah. way. So you know, niggas get in my business, they start talking to me. Then about prison, once you, it's about open up doors in prison. 
when I first get to jails, I never let nobody. I used to never let nobody know I rap because I know I'm about to rap my ass off, and then the whole jail gonna be on me. Yep. So I took a, I took like two months off before letting people know I rap, because nine times out of ten, I'm always like the most professional rap nigga there. Now throughout throughout all of this, I had a video. Through this time in jail, I had a video on BET Uncut. So I was always the, you know what I mean, the most professional. I had flyers. I had all type of shit, CDs. And so niggas like, oh, no, he really rap. You know what I mean? So it's nothing that I, they, and this one jail, they had a spot where niggas rapped every Friday night. So everybody would just be in there just going going in? Every Friday night when niggas would meet up on this continent to be a whole bunch of niggas in every right. rap. I went to that shit like three times, buried that shit, and didn't go for the rest of the time I was at that jail. Damn, that's crazy. So... You're in prison. This is 03 to 05-ish. Let's just say that mm-hmm. ballpark. Um, can you talk about, because I you know, I have my my history with taking L's in life, and mm-hmm. what is the biggest L you ever took in the streets? Do you remember? Whether it was something that got caught up in the mail or, you know, I, you know there's different ways that things can get. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, now, <clears throat> when this happened, I was locked up, but this is the team. You know what I'm saying when I, before I go to jail, we we was moving, doing what we do, and then I got this new. And I'm I'm only I'm only in jail for a violation, so I'm about to come back home. Mm-hmm. So, I, I leave the the organization, yep. and I go to jail, mm-hmm. and then I hear the news like ah man, I'm like fuck. So when I like come home, we like starting from scratch, uh, basically like yeah, like a hundred pounds of shit. It's crazy too because being in LA and just kind of knowing like what packs will move for, like you'll probably get the most for a pack in fucking Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Hey, yo, the person who got caught with that is probably still on probation for that shit right now. Yeah, it's a lot of weight, man. <laughs> yeah, for real. Would you guys ever it, like it was come a female. out? To, like, it was a female too. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's, she held it down. She that's kind of the go-to, right? You get Not the chick shit. that's down, and you know, mm-hmm. she held it down, and it wasn't her first rodeo neither. Um, and then. The forming of Griselda, you being officially involved with Griselda, like fast forward, you get out of prison. When 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 was that something that like you know kind of started to like become like official? Or the Griselda thing? Yeah. Uh, it's a whole different time. I'm coming out. This is later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wes and Conway and me, we always been doing our thing for years. It just evolved into different things. Like, we was all fucking with DJ Shea. You know what I'm rest saying? in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, DJ Shea. We was all signed to Shea. And then I kind of, like, stayed with Shea. But I kind of, like, I was with Shea's company. Then I kind of, like, brought Shea into my company. I, I learned a whole lot from him. Right. I kind of, like, he, he like, learned, from, learned so much from him. He, like, catapulted me to start my own shit. And he just helped me. Uh, same thing with... uh. Weston Conway, they yeah. was doing they they own shit over there, but we was always doing songs together. And like 2016, that's when I noticed it. 2015, okay, that's when I noticed what the fuck they had going on. But around that, that happened to them. And you know, people ask me this question, but I was brought in on on Griselda. You know what I'm saying by the time Wes brought me in, the Shady Deal was right there. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. put in on that. When he knew he, when he found out he was about to get the shady deal, he like, oh shit, let me go get my cuz. You feel what I'm saying? So he put all the pain in to get to that point. You feel what I'm saying? Him and Conway. So when I got brought in around that time, uh, 2016, I was just hungry, ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like you were kind of, you know, watching those freestyles back then. Like, you know, I, I just remember 
I forget which. I think it might have been on Static Show. You had the fucking LaShawn McCoy on. Mm-hmm. You had the Buffalo Bills hat. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, obviously it was about Gunn and Conway at the time. Mm-hmm. And then like, yo, this dude Benny is mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I almost felt like every time you had the opportunity, you were like, mm-hmm. yo, I got to I gotta like show my ass on these fucking yeah, freestyles. Yeah. And that's and, what it was. And, and them dudes always motivated me to do that before. Like, yeah, you know, you got to kill this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, um, the I feel like Tana Talk Three was such a, a very important moment in your career. Um, I feel like that you you were putting out dope projects prior to that, but I feel like that that was like the project where like you really like started to really like step into your own as far as acknowledgement in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, do you remember like that? Like that album coming out, like did you have the feeling that like things were gonna change after that? Cause it felt like that album comes out, obviously Plugs I Met was really that project. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Tana Talk Three was like mm-hmm. kind of your coming out party. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, and, and that's what happened for it, but did I see it? Yes and no. I see I didn't see it because this is all uncharted territory for me. I don't right. I really don't know what to expect. You feel what I'm saying? I know. Conway doing good numbers. I know Wes is. Like I said, they brought me in. That don't mean I'm a, you know what I'm saying? So, but I did believe it because, you know, niggas was telling me that. Like, yo, watch, watch to when Tanner Talk 3 drop. Watch this. I, I'm telling you, everybody I played that for before it came out had the same reaction as when it came out. Like, yo, mm-hmm. this shit is, yo, this shit is crazy. So, that having that tape done for about a year or so before it came out, I played it for everybody. And my confidence was already up before it dropped because I played it for people for a year. Played it for uh, Ray. Mm-hmm. When he was playing it, uh, used to play it, play some shit for Royce. Just played played it around my uh, my peers and shit. Mm-hmm. And everybody fucked with it. So. Now, I remember Green Lantern like telling me pretty early, like, yo, like Conway's dope. But like Benny's like special, special. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when, like I feel like that, that project really kind of solidified kind of your path that you're on right now. And obviously... Plugs I Met is a fucking classic. Mm-hmm. That's my shit. That's I mean, it's shit. a classic. That's my shit. Right I don't say that very lightly. No, right, right, right. Because you man. can't call. Any, I mean, that's a classic project. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. And, I'm and, happy. and on that project, one of the best, I mean, dude, the record with Push is like one of the best Coke rap songs ever created. Like, no, it's like, shit. it's I like remember, all like, it, it'd be like if someone I was like. Tried, I, I'm here to cut you off. I tried to call that song uh, Drug Dealer Anonymous 2. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't let me, you know what I mean? I sent it to get. I sent it in, turned it in the label, and they, and they called, and, and I think somebody from somebody's side was like, like nah, "Yeah, you can't do that. Don't, don't call it that." And I'm like, "I right, fuck it." Eighteen wheeler. Eighteen wheeler, <laughs> of course. When when did you when you wrote your verse for that record? Did you know Push was getting on it? Mm-hmm. So you kind of like you like that. You were like, "Yo, I got to come with that talk." That's one of the. That's, uh, one of the few records that I knew the person was getting on when I did the joint. But I did. I knew that for Black Thought too. So you got to, when you know Black Thought and Push are getting on two different records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are Jedis, man. Right, right. So that's why y'all want to know why I'm rapping like that on them songs, because I know what what them shits is landing at. You feel what I'm saying? So I remember hitting Push up. I'm like, yo, I need it. He's like, nah, I got you. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, yo, load this up, Shay. I did that shit immediately. Fire. You know what I'm saying? Um, We were talking, too, like how disappointing it had to be. You were supposed to go out on the road with Russ. You're on Russ's album. Mm you know, shout out to Russ for just giving so much free game, and 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 I think and like, shout out to the big dog Russ, man. Russ is a great dude, but like, uh, how did that happen? Like Russ and Benny on a record, 
when that track listing dropped, I was like, I want to listen to that song. I want to listen to the Raw song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, wait, like obviously, he respects you as an MC, and mm-hmm. Russ doesn't get enough love for his capabilities as an MC nah, as he well. Don't, he don't. We we actually listen. We actually got a record. I don't know when he gonna drop this record. Motherfucking Russ, Benny, and Black Thought. <laughs> And it's just going. We just and we both like we all rapping long. Wow. You feel what I'm saying? It's almost like a five, six minute song. Wow. Everybody's rapping long. It's a crazy song. Wow. And I feel like it's gonna be a moment when it come out. Damn. Damn. That shit going crazy. Yeah, people rush. See, Russ he just tapped in with you on DM because he's obviously a fan of your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He just tapped me on the DM. Like, Russ don't get enough credit for, like, his lyrical ability. You for know sure. What I'm the guy can do anything. Exactly. So and he gives like, free game to everybody. So no matter where hit the career path, no matter where, no matter where that took him, he still got the uh, ability that he got. So yeah. he could notice it in others. You feel what I'm saying? So a person don't got to be all big or nothing like that. He just reaching out for the sport of it. Like, I like this dude. Yeah, we should work. So shout out to Russ because I love when niggas do that and and help niggas with opportunities. And I do the same thing. And I'm saying I reach back too. I mean, listen, we talked about this on Zoom, but, you know, two records in the can with Drake? Mm. Two. Mm. So that's a, I mean, listen, you just dropped an album These that's got to come out. These Ross and Wayne and Sean on I it. I talking about them all the time. But just gotta come the out. Drake records, I mean, like we, we think of how many times that guy's jumped on someone's records and changed mm-hmm. their life. Right. You already got your own shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like to have Drake, like who whose hands is is it in for those records to come out? Is it in his hands? Is it in your hands? Is it like what like I'm assuming uh, one's coming out on with his shit, one might come out on your shit. Like like whose yeah. hands is that in? Uh yeah, that's that's the plan. Uh he put one out and I put one out. You know what I'm saying? Uh even if but trust me, I feel like cause you know, at the end of the day, this is a business. You know what I'm saying? It's it's records that I didn't put on my album because it, it wasn't it wasn't cohesive with the album. Not saying that the records was bad. Records are crazy. I can't wait to put them out on something else. Yeah. Uh, but maybe if people don't get those records, I'm pretty sure they get they get a record with bro. You know what I'm saying? With me and bro. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's something that he want to do. But I feel like I'm on. Did you body Drake? I, I don't think I have. Hell no. Nah. Did he? This I mean, Drake's a smart guy. He's obviously mm-hmm. a fan of you, so he has to come with his A plus game to hop on a record with Benny. Cause you know the discussion will be like, "Yo, Benny Wash Drake." That's what the first see, thing people people yeah, are gonna go to is be him, like, "See him? Who got who?" I'm, I'm not gonna lie. He's he's like one of the most like comfortablest person. Like he's a Jedi. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he's like he's he sent his verse first. Like a lot of times, dudes be scared Especially to see you the record with their verse big. on it already because they they feel like what you gonna do when you come. I mean, he's confident. He like, huh? You know what I mean? You do and what like, you're okay. going to do, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I like that type of energy, and that just let me know a lot about him. And he, he, I mean, he, he played his game the right way. Are there hooks on either of the records, or are we just talking straight bars? Mm, I think the, rec- the record that I got control of, without that, that he letting me rock with, is bars on there. You know what I'm saying? The other one is, is bars, too. I'm already talking too much. Y'all going to get these soon, baby. Listen, we just were talking, too, because I think that everybody's waiting for you and Jay-Z to work together ever since the Rock Nation thing. Yeah, they, yeah, they are. Everybody was everybody was thinking Hove was going to be on Burton of Proof. I was seeing it in the comments. I'm like, yo, I hate to let the people down. when I Especially <laughs> when you put the tape over the name. <laughs> when you when you drop the yeah, art. Because yeah. the Big Sean verse happened. I, didn't he- I heard that record without Sean mm-hmm. on it. 
So that yeah, Sean yeah, verse yeah. is rather recent, right? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, because Hitboy played me that record and it just had Wayne on it. Yeah, people just knew it was whole. I kind of think people knew. I mean, I kind of think like we knew people was going to think that, so that's why it's like, yo, tape the name. Put the gonna... tape on it. <laughs> yeah, you let's, know what I mean? let's troll the fans. Like we them. played into that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, is that something that like, Obviously, everybody wants to do a song with Jay Z. Everybody does. Um, you have a direct line with Hove, like you, but you also don't want to be the guy that just asks for the verse. You kind of want it to just happen. Yeah, of course, I want it to just happen. But I'm not gonna lie, I asked Big Homie for the verse because it's like you cannot like not ask for the verse. Yeah. So like you gotta let them know, like yo, you know what I mean. But it's something that was gonna happen. I, I was saying this: if I was to get a whole verse, I would be the the person who got one the quickest. Mm. Hove don't hand verses out like that, and at he don't home. hand them out that quick. When people get a whole verse, you're already a legend, solidified in the game by the time you get the verse nine times out of ten. And I'm not at that point yet, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, and, uh, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, I don't know. I know he, I know that he want to do it because we spoke about it, Yeah. but is the time is the time right? Maybe not. Facts. Um, you were one of the the only people who who weren't necessarily when the Griselda thing happened, you were not officially on shady. Mm -hmm. Right. So Conway, uh, you know, uh, West side and, uh, and the Griselda project came out through shady, but you necessarily, you didn't have that shady Mm -hmm. like label backing. Like did Eminem try to sign you later on after shit kind of started to get moving? Like, was that, was that, were there, there ever any discussions of you coming over to shady officially? Definitely, definitely. Uh, uh, Shady Records try to pursue me after. After, mm-hmm. did you kind of like 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 what made you kind of pass on that? Was it the fact that they didn't see it from the jump? Mm, nah, I didn't. I never took it personal because I, I immediately understood the business of it. But I kind of like I I kind of like knew what the being under the Shady umbrella was mm. and then it was like we was already under there so like maybe let's, let what, me get over here yeah. so we you know what i'm saying or go wherever don't i was put all your go. like don't put the cruise eggs in the same exactly. basket that's what i'm saying yeah no that's fair it would talk about the friendly competition between you gun and uh and conway because i feel like it's definitely there like you guys are all you know especially you and conway on the mc side but like quality of music all three mm. of you guys are out of here pray for paris one of the best albums of the year guns dropped three projects this year you're about to drop your second mm-hmm um, Conway dropped two pro, but shit, three projects this year. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but like, is the competition? It seems very healthy. And you guys are. I I always, whenever you guys drop some shit, and there's like those quintessential like posse cuts, like Spurs three or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like that's like my first record I go mm-hmm. to. Like, right, right, right. But like, is it is it competition? And is it like has it ever been to the point where you're like Sh- shit? Like I got God on this record. Like I feel like when you have three artists on that level of rapping mm-hmm. you know it's gotta it's gotta be like steel sharp and steel yeah, yeah. no no is it is it competition i can't look up here and say it's not competition right you know what i'm saying but it's trust me it's healthy competition and it's not like devious competition right 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 it's like uh you know you know what conway gonna do so you wanna you know what i mean so you wanna you wanna bring your shit too mm-hmm. and we go to the we go to the shows Know what I'm saying like, the, what the what the fuck this nigga be saying? He be like, uh, you know they get crazy loud for Westside gun shit. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? They get crazy loud, so it's like he's like the Paul Heyman of the crew. Yeah, man. yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's just like everybody bring their own shit. But man, when I hear the people loud at at the shows for uh, West, I want them to be loud for me. 
know what I'm saying? When I see the comments, yo, Conway dropped a classic. I want my shit to be classic too. Of course. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's that type of shit. And it's almost like, you know, just trying to keep up with each other and shit. Yo, um, would you, have you and Fred ever talked about doing an EP together? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because you and Freddie, we just had that discussion in there and it was like, yo, like, this shit is like, it has been a very long time. We have Kendrick, we have Drake, we have mm -hmm. Cole. It's been a long time since we've gotten another one of those guys on that Mount Rushmore. And we were just talking like you and Fred mm -hmm. are like, I feel like got that chance. Mm -hmm. And Fred's mm -hmm. obviously an OG was on the right, 2010 right. freshman cover. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. And, and we know, we know we wear them shoes in the game and, and, and it's just dope to be mentioned like that. You feel what I'm saying? To be mentioned with the likes and be mentioned in the, uh, in that type of manner of being on a Mount Rushmore, but, but you and Fred, I feel like y'all got great chemistry. I know he fucks with you. are one of the few people in the industry that he actually likes. No, that's my He's boy. He's an asshole. That's my fucking boy. You know what I'm saying? That's my boy. And we talk about that all the time. We need to make that happen. I'm going to call him when I finish this shit. We need to make that happen. You know what I'm saying? A little quick EP. Just something the for the fans. For the streets. And we have fun doing it. We had so much fun. Um, all right. So Burden of Proof is out. And we've talked. We, I mean, I've heard you t talk about Tana Talk 4, Plugs I Met too. Mm -hmm. Um, I know i've heard you say maybe t like what, what, what plugs i met too is that what's next on the and plugs is it I done everything done every record is clear every sample is clear on it uh everything is done except the whole verse obviously <laughs> <laughs> uh, the plugs i met too everything was done be before burden of proof that's what i'm telling people is like i could have dropped that i held off on purpose you know what i'm saying because you know the fans be thinking the nigga not in the studio but like i held off that been ready I, we was really like Moments away from pressing a button on plugs I met too. But it was like, uh, let's catch this lightning in a bottle real quick and then go catch that lightning in the bottle too. Can you kind of give me some of the uh, some of the game on your merch? Because I feel like rappers who are watching this, they, mm -hmm. like, they might be able to come up on some game with what, what y'all are doing in the merch game. And like, What's the most y'all have ever, like what's the most you've made on a merch drop in a month? Mm. Not to be in your pockets, but uh, you know, for inspirational purposes. The most I ever made was like four hundred thousand. Four hundred k on a on on a uh, was it a hoodie? Was it a shirt? Or was it was it, shirts. That shit is crazy. Mm -hmm. Four hundred thousand. Hell yeah! Did you 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 feel I like just you, did a, I just did a merch drop a couple of days ago? I know. Shout out those hoodies are for the Pyrex hoodies. Yep, yep, yep. Go grab those. Uh, grab those from joints fire. Yeah, I was so mad when I went to the fucking LA show out here because the only thing that was left was like something you had for sale for four hundred dollars or something. I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, man!" Damn. I think it was like a jacket or something or some like, <laughs> right, 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 fucking butcher like fucking apron or something. Damn. Yeah, it was kind of crazy, man. Um, all right, so we're gonna get plugs. I met two next. Yeah, that's coming next. That's coming next. Um, I got I got Fat Joe on there, Two Chains on there, French Montana on there, Jim Jones on there. It's crazy. Obviously. You have Black Soprano family. Mm -hmm. um, Conway's got drum work music. Um, Griselda's, you know, obviously, you know, family. But like, how important it is? How important is it for you to build your own imprint? Because you know, the fucking mixtape was fire. Shout out DJ mm -hmm. Drama. Shout out to the whole crew. Heem. Shout out to to Rick Hyde. But like, how important is that for you to kind of like? I'm not saying break away from Griselda, mm -hmm. but like have your own identity that's outside of Griselda. Uh, it's super important. You know what I'm saying? It's super important in a, in a, in the aspect of not me trying to have my own identity, but uh, being in the position that I am, I got a responsibility. 
and I'm saying, and, 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 and Black Soprano family, it's really the family. And these are all due to our extended Griselda family. Like I seen Rick Hyde make, make a tweet the other no, day. No, the first time I met Rick Hyde was with Conway. He came in, they both freestyled on my show. Like exactly. He came up with Conway. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Rick Hyde like recorded Dr. Birds. He recorded like, wow. you know what I'm saying? So he, these is like family. So they all had their own relationships with Griselda. And, you know, we like people compare us to the Wu-Tang Clan. And we kind of are like the Wu-Tang Clan. Cause, yeah. cause we got a whole bunch of different niggas. And Rick Hyde just been around forever. And he and uh, Conway, damn near from the same hood. You feel what I'm saying? Me and Heem's from the same hood. So it's like, you know what I mean? This is, it's just extended family. And these are dudes who and these are dudes who watched us make it to where we made it at and got the opportunity now to to be a part of it. You feel what I'm saying? So it's super important that I take the responsibility uh, serious and and make a way so, my, so, so the guys who helped me get here could eat too. Um, I think everybody asked, you know, the, the top rappers – question but give me your top five albums off the top of your head this isn't mm. like a cement list just what are the five albums that come 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 up okay okay uh i gotta go i gotta go reasonable doubt okay my favorite hove album i gotta go i gotta go uh uh we are the streets the okay. Locks album. The Locks, yep. I'm a, I love that album. Uh, Life After Death, Big. Mm. And I got to go Nas. I Am. You know Interesting. I Am. I Am. I Am. The third album. I Am. I am. I'm going to tell you the story behind that because I, I get that reaction all the time. Because <laughs> I feel like that. it's either it was written or Illmatic is everyone's answer. But I Am is... I am, when that came out, that's when I'm understanding music. Mm. So I went back to those. You feel what I'm saying? That's mm. when I'm under. I'm 14. I'm I remember buying that album vi- vividly saying? as a kid. I bought that and TLC's fan mail the right, same right. day as a kid. He <laughs> bought well, fan mail. Yeah, because yeah. it all came out at the same time. I remember Sam 99. Good. I remember yeah. that. And I mean, I, uh, what's the fifth one, man? I would have to say the fifth one is Butcher on Steroids. Go check that out. If you never heard Butcher on Steroids, go hear that. People always ask me what's my best album. I can never pick. I heard I listened to that the other day and I had to stop. I had to be real with myself. Butcher on Steroids is some of my best, best work. I'm saying that shit is up there. Butcher on Steroids. Butcher on Steroids with Green Lantern. Yo, shout out to Green, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, you you know, what I love about what you guys do is like you guys will do a whole project with Hit Boy or a whole project with Alchemist or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like Mad Lib. Mad Lib, man. whatever the fuck, right? Uh is there any other producer that you would like to lock in with for that kind of, you know, the hit boy shit is crazy. Burden mm-hmm. of proof out now, go support it. But is there another producer outside of Derringer outside of kind of that you would want to lock in with on, on, I think you and Primo would be crazy. That's what I was about to say. I want to lock in with Prem, man. I want to lock in with uh ninth. I want to lock in with just, just would be crazy. You know what I mean? And yay, too. You know what I'm saying? If you don't get elected president, maybe you have some time. Are you voting for... Well, can you vote? Uh, Yeah, I can vote. I'm not voting. I'm not voting. Yeah, you... Uh, you know, I was talking to Conway, and he was kind of explaining to me, the like, you know, his trip to Wyoming and all that shit. Did mm-hmm. you... Like, your relationship with Kanye, is there one there? Is there... Was that more him and Gun or... Yeah, that was more him and Gun. Him yeah. and Gun. But shout out Ye- Ye- though. 
You know what I'm saying? Because they invited me, but I mean, that was more, I think he like, him and, they did something together, but that was more him and Gun. Can you talk about, because I know you got to get out of here, the Rock Nation, the Rock Nation guy is waving, waving at me, the man <laughs> with the ponytail. Um, real quick, man, because I, I think uh, it's important for anyone who's listening or watching this to kind of, for inspirational purposes, man, you, you know, I just saw your daughters like going to college, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Like you're a fucking father, you're, um, I want I want you to kind of give me you know your take on the perseverance that it took for you to get to this point because I think a lot of people look at you as a new artist and look mm-hmm. at you like man like you a grown ass man with real ass responsibilities exactly. in exactly. this world exactly. and like you're just hitting your peak mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people they they're they're in it for the quick nut and once something doesn't happen that they expect to happen as quick as they'd like it to mm-hmm. happen they give up and they walk away and question yeah. what they do like like your career as a whole kind of you know what 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 drove you the whole time man and like just my hunger for it and uh knowing i had the talent i always felt the responsibility to my talent because even when i was in and out of jail or even when i was on them corners trapping or even i was serving niggas who who wanted to, who was my fans it's like yo man you you still rapping and i'm like damn i was just in the studio earlier nigga asking me am i still rapping and I thought I had shit on lock, you know what I'm saying, in town. When nigga asked me, is I'm still rapping. So I always felt that I always had to answer that. And I feel like uh far as my perseverance and everything, it's like people hear it, hear it, but they don't they don't really take it for what it's worth. Everybody wanna do the cute shit. Nobody literally wanna get in this game, have discipline, you feel what I'm saying? Discipline themselves and learn the business. You know what I'm saying? That's the hard part nobody want to do. Niggas, these niggas selling all these records, they still don't know the business. They don't know. These niggas, they still don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, get on TV and they look like experts. These these niggas don't know nothing. So I did everything step by step because I couldn't get in the records from Drake and Push and all them niggas. And that w- Wayne, that wasn't an option for me always. So ah, you had to earn that. Exactly, exactly. So I did it step by step. I really did it the hard way. And, you know, dudes don't want to do it no more, but it's the most, that's the most valuable way to do it because uh, it's always going to be there. If you put a brick on top of a brick, that's, you know what I'm saying? It's still, you're going to go Stacks up. up. yeah. Exactly. So it's like, this is something physical. Mm. When, when, I, when I know what I'm doing, this is physical because the knowledge never go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? The experience that you got from that hard work it never go nowhere. And I felt like I just had the discipline. And I tell I tell my team that like the number one thing is you got to have discipline not enough to to hang around those dudes who gonna get you in some bullshit when right. you can't be here you got to have enough discipline not to take the easy money over here when they offering it to you you got to have a discipline and not to be over here fucking with these bitches over here instagram bitches right, right, uh, right, right. screenshotting your messages and all that weird shit sure. you got to have discipline in this game and, and that'll get you fired you know what i'm saying when i was talking to conway we were we were talking and he was like you know when it comes to the griselda you look at it like it's a body mm-hmm. i'm the heart Gun is the brain and Benny's the muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you t- give me one thing? The, what's the biggest thing that you've learned from Gun? Because I feel like he is a genius. I mm-hmm. feel like we have we, we have seen very few people mm-hmm. come through this music industry that have ha, have his understanding of marketing. He's just he's just a smart mm-hmm. dude, man. And I feel right, like right, right. I learned a lot of mar- I learned a lot of marketing from him. Uh, obviously, I learned I learned a lot of just. Just do it. It's just about doing it. Like, you can do what you want to do. There's no blueprint for this shit. Do it. You got an idea, do it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what else? I mean, just, just shit like that. You Will know there be mean? another Griselda album? Hell yeah. For sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What was Shingun 2, I heard? 
You know what I'm saying? I think you want to call it that. What was Sheen going to do, too? What was Sheen going to do, too? You guys got to have so many fucking records. Just, just Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Hey, I, wanna, I, wanna, I need to drop the, me and the Benny and Conway project. Like That's what, really, what we need to that's do. That's what the fans want. That's, that's what, what the I fans want. want. Dog, you know for real. And me and Conway, we talked about it before, too. You know what I'm saying? You know, niggas got their obligations and it kind of was going to get in the middle of their obligations. Not saying that we gave a fuck about that. I was saying it's kind of cool. Work. You guys are each independent. Exactly. Na- na- like, you know, mm-hmm. I know Conway's got a shady album that's supposed to come out before the end of the year, but like, yo. No, we talking about when we talked when we talked about it then. How but many now, How many songs do you guys have? Do you guys like, have you guys officially worked on records for that project or is it just kind of like been talked about? Oh, it's been talked about. So you guys haven't like, like mm-hmm. I think it should be you, Conway, and just pick a producer to do the whole joint mm. whether it's derringer i think it really should be derringer just for the I fans think so too. i think so if it's too. gonna be you two it should be derringer just do it for the fans bro yeah we won't have it no other way that we, we of course we do it with derringer and uh we we haven't done that because like that's a three four day thing you know how the griselda projects be we get we get together and we lock the fuck in have you guys three, talked about thing. a name or anything Mm-mm. yeah you guys will sell so much fucking merch when that shit drops mm-hmm Shout out to Conway. Hey, man, Benny, I appreciate you. I know you got to get out of here. Album is out. Burden of Proof. Go support it. Uh, Plugs I Met 2 coming before the end of the year? It's on the way. Plugs I Met 2. Before 2021? Uh, nah, 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 nah. No, before 20... Yeah, we going before, top of January on that. Okay. The pressure is up. I told people a couple months ago. After June and July, is everything is mine. I've been killing features. I'm about to, I'm about to uh, be smoking shit with this Burden of Proof, and I'm, I'm doubling back. You know what I mean? Boom. Benny, appreciate you, bro. All love, my boy. Let's go. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.